Pastor Todd. I do, I do. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love the flag thing. I love it. I love it. I've been um, into it, you know, ever since coming to this. Well, before this church, I love it. But I'm not normally the flag waver person. Not normally. I've done it a few times, Uh, and it usually is when I'm feeling this real unction to do it, and then I feel awkward. I felt awkward tonight. I felt like I was supposed to grab the green one. And, um, and I was like, <sighs> and, uh, and it was just the green one was calling me. And so I started waving it, and then I felt awkward because it's like, what do you do with this hand? Or, you know, just, <laughs> just waving the flag. Um, and then during worship, uh, God starts whispering to me about this color, uh, the life. And... Um, and to start singing that over everyone here. So I was every, every stroke, I was going, life. I mean, I was just, just singing life the whole time. <laughs> um, and I thought, cool, I did my thing. I put it away. And then uh, as we're sitting here listening to testimonies, I hear, I hear him again say, just, just put it as a declaration over there. So if you're looking at this thing tonight, just... Just claim life for yourself. We need life, right? <laughs> we need life in this place. And uh, so, amen, right? Amen. Let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we need you so much. We need you to reveal things to us. We need you to reveal the beauty of Jesus to us. We need you again and again and again and again and again to reveal the same truths we already heard before. But we need to be reminded, Holy Spirit, we need you to move through us. <laughs> and we need, we're in need of you. We're in desperate need of you. You're our constant. You're our friend here on the, this planet. You're the one left behind by Jesus to just hang out with us and show us stuff and give us strength. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Holy Spirit. We, we invite you to come do what you want to do. We ask you to stir up the miraculous in this room. Ah, yeah. Just help us to realize what you want us to realize. It's the year of realizing stuff. <laughs> Anyone see that Kardashian? Okay, no, okay. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I was, I was, okay, so, thank you, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> love you too, thank you. Hey, uh, you know what, I, I, <laughs> I, I, another thing I was feeling since I walked in this building that I had zero plan about talking about was um, just a quick little testimony about Halloween, a very sensitive subject in the body of Christ because some people are absolutely and understandably so like absolutely not get out of my face with that. The history is very evil. It's very true. There is. Um, and then there's other Christians that are like, whatever, you know, let's go trick or treating. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not really sure why God, <clears throat> um, 
I'm not really sure why God uh, was wanting me to do this, but um, maybe it's just, maybe there's somebody in here with this question. So um, uh, I'll just share a quick little testimony about this. Um, and people are exiting like crazy as I mentioned Halloween. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, uh, let me just say this. I'm not into Halloween myself at all. Um, my, my parents, when I was a kid, um, my, my dad was a pastor of a church, and, um, and they were not also, you know? My sister and I wanted to go trick-or-treating. My parents were like, heck no, it's evil. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we honored our folks and went along with it. But um, we, did, we did secretly want to do some, you know, stuff. I mean, I wanted to watch Bewitched, too, you know? Not because she was a witch, but just because she can go like this, you know? And things happen. I thought it was cool. And my parents were like, never, never, never. And I snuck and watched Bewitched sometimes. Yeah, I'm still a Christian. Uh, and then <laughs> there was the couple of years that my parents kind of broke in, broke down and said, all right, you can, you can be a Rubik's Cube this year, you know? And, um, true, true. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then when I got older, I actually had an interesting experience um, that I won't go into right now, but it was, it was a very eye-opening experience to me how... Um, many Satanists actually love this holiday. I experienced this in, at, a, at a huge prayer meeting in San Francisco, and it was, wow, it was quite the night where about 2,000 Satanists showed up and protested us because we're messing up their day. And I was like, wow, this is true, you know? So from that night on, nobody in my life is going to celebrate this or do anything. So I get married, we have kids, my kids are the only two kids at school that aren't dressed, <laughs> you know, for a while. And I remember, um, and I remember uh, the, the year that I saw that I, at the school, and, um, and I was like, man, you know, what's going to happen to him if I let him dress up, you know? So I, I, I broke my own rules, and I was like, okay, you guys, you can dress up this time. Uh, just nothing evil. You know, nothing dark. What would you like to be? And you guys know my daughter. <laughs> Most of you know my daughter, the worship leader, who's a missionary now. She, she's always been that way. And she, she said, I just want to be the bride of Christ. <laughs> and she was. We gave her a wedding dress, and she told her friends she was the bride of Christ. <laughs> And our son was a clown, and it was the funniest looking. He had, he had this outfit that was, it was a clown, but it was like this real baggy thing, and you put a fan inside, and it goes, you know? And so he was a very round clown. It was the funniest looking thing. He was, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, but still, I was every, you know, youth pastoring here at this church, and every Halloween, I'd print up the history of Halloween and give it to all the kids in the youth group and say, okay, you know. Um, and, then, um, and then the Lord just really got a hold of me. And so did Pastor Brandon. And just said, you think this is really going to do anything to you if you just turn your lights on and give candy to people? You know, I mean, don't, do you really want to be that dark house that doesn't even greet anyone? I was like, you know, 
Uh, so, youth group one night fell on a Halloween, and we, uh, we were living right around the corner from the lockers, and um, we said, let's have a party, and let's bless the trick-or-treaters. Our teenagers did a fire tunnel <laughs> coming to our door that trick-or-treaters had to walk through. They didn't know they were getting prayed for. They just thought, oh, they're making a tunnel for us, you know, trick-or-treat. And they were giving words to the trick-or-treaters. And I remember that night thinking, why have I been so stressed out? You know, like the dark is going to get all over me. I'm, I've got a lot of light in me. And um, yeah, so we turn those lights on. We have a good time. We're like, here, kids, bless you. And I wear funny things, cat in the hat, whatever. And um, so, you know, God, um, sometimes some of, the, some of these things are a bigger deal to us than they are to the Lord. He's just like, chill out, just, just be light. So I felt like maybe someone needed to hear that. I don't know. Whatever. There you go. There's that. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for clapping because I don't even know what that was. But uh, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, we, we got a lot of light. Like you, Ben. Every time I look at your smiling face, light just. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, so hey, <laughs> uh, we've been traveling through Acts. We've already been through Acts 9, but I'm actually going to go backwards into Acts 9 again just a little bit tonight. Uh, and do I just touch that slide? Boom, look at that. The name of my, huh? Bewitched again? That was, that was her daughter's name. Maybe I subconscious. No. That was her daughter's name. And yeah, she also, cute little girl. Um, my message tonight is entitled Tabitha and the Miraculous. You shall soon see why. It's called that. Um, now, in order to read a little bit, I'm going to have to put on glasses. So hold on. They are. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I'm at Blazing Fire. I didn't even know. I thought I was at a different place. <laughs> so um, just to recap a little bit, you know, through Acts 9, we already start seeing some miracles. I'm talking about some miracles tonight. We're going to, as we're talking, you know what? Let's pray one more time. Hey. As we're talking about miracles, God, let the very subject matter, let the very testimony produce miracles in the atmosphere for all of us um, and on so many levels, the ones that we would consider teeny tiny, the big ones, God, and everything in between, everything we need, God, that really everything you do and breathe on is a miracle, and we thank you for doing that and releasing that into every person tonight and everyone listening to this through podcast. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, God. (laughs) So, yeah, Paul, uh, Saul, excuse me, Saul was, um, as we, let me just a little recap, he was on his way to grab a bunch of Christians, you know, Jesus followers, and persecute them, bring them back to prison kill some. He's already killed many, 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 many. He was a terrorist. He was a terrorist. 
uh, he, he, Saul was a terrorist, <clears throat> but he's on the road to Damascus, right? And, um, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, God's like, okay, it's time to do something here. Shines a bright light on him. And from what I understand, you know, most people did travel during the day because it was hard to see at nighttime. So the bright light was shining probably in the daytime and it was still so bright that it, that, um, it, it, he couldn't see anything else. And eventually, couldn't see anything else at all for three days. Uh, he was struck blind. Um, he fell to his knees. He heard the Lord. He was, uh, taken, he was taken by, what's his face? Um, uh, what's his name? Um, some dude came, yeah, and took him. <laughs> and took him, took him to a building where he was, he was with... You know, uh, it, not, with a, he wasn't even eating, actually. Um, he wasn't eating, drinking. He couldn't see. And I imagine that was a very interesting three days right there, by the way, because it's just him and the Lord now. Um, but what an education he must have gotten, because when um, God sent the dude to come back in and get the crust off his eyes through prayer, um, he could see again, and bam, Saul is now going out preaching the word. He's going out and preaching the word to people that already heard what he was doing before, right? And so, of course, many of them were like, him? He was killing Christians. There's no way. And I know there was probably some that were like, that's amazing. And probably some that were rejecting the fact that he would even show up. Just like people today are rejecting Kanye West. Oh, <laughs> who was a pretty arrogant dude, you know, and doing some unfun things out there in public. But we've all been praying for Kanye West. A lot of people have, right? He's got a lot of friends who have been. And he's serving Jesus and just released a lit or hot fire or whatever album that I listened to twice yesterday morning. And um, all about Jesus. It's called Jesus is King. <laughs> It's the name of the album. And yet, you know, and there's some Christians out there like, well, I don't know. I think he's, he's, this is probably his brand of Christianity. I mean, good Lord, come on. A miracle took place. Thank you, Jesus, right? Keep praying. <laughs> All right, so that whole thing happened. A one huge miracle that God did there in Acts. But then... Um, we go to Acts 9, 32 through 35. Is that showing up behind me? Wait, can I go backwards? Can I slide down? Back? A slide across? Oh, hey. I just wanted to point out that this, this photo here in the background is one that a, a kid that used to be in our youth group took. Yeah, and he didn't even do stuff to it. Isn't that cool? Yeah, he took it during harvest time, which is why I used it tonight, because it is harvest time. Anyway, um, all right, so Acts 9, 32 through 35, let's read through for a second. As Peter was ministering uh, from place to place, he visited God's devoted ones in the village of Lydda. Did I say it right? Oh, for crying out, who said that? <laughs> who said Lydda? <laughs> it probably is. I don't even know. Um, 
You know, going to uh, Uganda every year, I've learned some of the language. And if you have two uh, consonants next to each other, like two Ds like that, it's, it changes the whole word as opposed to if there's one D. And, you, and, and they know it so well and they say it so quickly that they could say it fast like duh, duh. And they know that there's two Ds. Or they could say duh, and they know there's one D. Interesting fact that was completely useless right now, but I thought it was cool. So, um, he met a man there named Aeneas, uh, who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Anointed One uh, instantly and divinely heals you. Now, get up and make your bed. All at once he stood to his feet, and when all the people of Lydda and Sharon saw him, they became believers in the Lord. I wanted to point out something interesting in that scripture. Um, I went to a few different versions, and, um, and each one, you know, it, it's, I, don't, I didn't do very well in English in school. I just didn't. But there's a few things that I do know, like about commas and things. And I would think that normally you would say, Jesus, comma, the anointed one, did this, right? But all the versions I saw didn't have a comma in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's because the anointed one is part of his name. Jesus Christ, Christ, I am totally bunny trailing again, but here we go. Christ is not really his last name. It's, it means the anointed one and his anointing. God on flesh doing what flesh can't do. Being soaked and baptized. Anointing is like completely soaked through, right? Like the Oreo cookie and the milk, like you anoint that cookie, (laughs) right? That's, (laughs) um, that's, so it, it kept saying Jesus, the anointed one, because that's actually like one name, Jesus Christ, right? Anyway, just a little tidbit. I thought I'd point out there. Hey, um, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Woo. Uh, So this miracle is really awesome. Tabitha's not there yet. But uh, this miracle is is pretty amazing. The guy was there for how long? Eight years? Yeah. And then Jesus just walks I mean, uh, Peter just walks in and says, get up. Right? Just get up. And, And he gets up. Right? I wanted to mention... um, something similar to that that happened to me just yesterday, okay? Uh, I was asking the Lord to show me some big miracle today that I could talk about tonight, and I didn't. I don't know that I saw it, but the fact that I'm awake and alive is one, I think, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, a few days ago, um, I just all of a sudden this, this migraine hit me. Bam! Really quick, you know? And it was all in my left eye, and then it was traveling... And I was like, no, 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 but it was going on for quite a while. And Karina's like, are you okay, okay? And, um, and I went to bed with it and, and um, woke up in the night with it. And, you know, in the morning it was faintly there, you know. So I was like, oh, thank God that's over with, right? Well, yesterday we, um, we took our dog to get his nails clipped and we took him to the dog park after where he walked in and ignored all the dogs, 
I mean, all the little, like we got there and all these little cute puppies were at the gate like, ooh, who's here now? Who's here now? And they're all wagging their tail. And he would just walk past them. And then they all surrounded him. And then he took a big dump right in the middle of them all. <laughs> we feel like our dog is getting attitude. <laughs> He's becoming a grumpy old man. He, is, he just turned 15. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, a grumpy old man, but he's a brat. Um, anyway, man, I'm all over the place tonight. All over. Oh, oh, the head. Thank you. Thank you. How did that even? Okay. Oh, we were at the dog park, right? We're looking at all the cute doggies and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, bam, um, that migraine thing instantly in my left eye, just uh, like, it wasn't like didn't even gradually come on, on it come on it was just bam and i'm trying to ignore it and pretend it's not there karina's over there with these dogs and, and she looks over at me and i'm like you know, she could feel me you know she knows and i said oh honey it's so weird but headache just instantly came on me you know um but this i, I but i i was mad at it you know what i mean i was like what right now where did, where so it was there for a few minutes, and I just walked over, and I said, get off me. Bam! It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Does that always happen? No, but I don't know. There was something in my, in the way I was feeling about it, too. I, I could feel it, you know, like, no. Like, I was not having this, and I had, I felt like, just get off me. Like, it was as though it was some, like, you know, I could, some little imp, did you say imp? We're good friends. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it, and it just left, you know? We have authority, um, okay? And that's what, that's what Peter did here. He's like, get up. <laughs> yeah, just get up. So, <laughs> and he did. And then um, I love how most of the miraculous stories in the Bible, or all of them, um, happen, and then it shows people uh, the truth, you know, so many people, it's weird how we are today, you know, where there's a lot of believers that don't really believe, you know, in this, and, um, and, uh, and then they're, they're trying so hard to get people to believe in Jesus when they don't even believe that he does things today, you know, it's, it's, it's bizarre to me, um, and then the result, results don't come, but sometimes we just need some miracles to happen right in front of non-believers, we just do, um, Speaking of that doubt thing, and I'm, I'm really going to head to the Tabitha thing here in a minute. Um, did you guys, anyone see that, that video that's going around the woman's arm getting healed? Yeah. Do you see that thing? How'd you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anyone else see that thing? Oh, okay. You'll, you will in a minute. It's kind of going all over the place, viral. But it's in, it's in some service, I think, in another country. Africa? Of course. And, um, uh, and I mean, this woman's arm is way up, just been deformed for a long time, like way up here. And you see it. They're all praying for her, and you could feel the worship going on, and they're all praying for her. And this thing just starts right in front of the camera, starts coming down, 
and becomes normal, and she starts rejoicing, right? And don't read people's comments under things, not even a video of a cat. <laughs> really, I mean, we are, unfortunately, our society is so negative, we need a miracle for them. But I did, I read a few comments, I'm like, it was from Christians who were like, well, she probably, you know, just knows how to be double-jointed. And I was like, you saw that, right? Double-jointed? It looked like an accordion. Yeah, there was, there's no way that's double-jointed. <laughs> Come on! Oh, my gosh. Reminds me of the people that tried to discount, like, the dinosaurs in Job, you know, where it clearly talks about the dinosaur's tail with the huge plates on it waving, you know, in front of Job. And people are like, well, that was maybe an elephant's trunk. But no, God said it was the, it was the tail, you know. I, we just, we can't. Anyway. <clears throat> all right. So um, <laughs> forgive me for being all over the place. I just, I love that Peter walked in and he was like, get up. We have that authority too. Bam. All right, let's move on to Tabitha. Hey. All right. Hey. You know what? Just try that. It's a neat relief. Just once in a while when you're just walking through your day, especially if you're having a hard time, just go, hey. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I... When, we, when I first started youth pastoring at this church, like 15 years ago, <laughs> uh, the, the, kids, the kids once, um, oh, it was when I was getting ordained, I think, um, the teenagers chipped in and bought me an iPod. You know, the old kind? Yeah, what's that, right? The old kind with the, you, you have to, yeah. And they had it engraved on the back, and it said, hey... <laughs> Oh, crack me up. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Lord, help me, Jesus. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go to this. 9, 36 through 34, 20, 40. Hey. Um, <laughs> now, there was a follower of Jesus who lived in Joppa. Her Aramaic name was Tabitha. Cool name. Um, which means gazelle. Isn't that cool? I wouldn't mind if my name meant gazelle, but actually it means fox. My name means fox. Yeah. Wise like a fox. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and, and in fact, that's why the fox and the hound, they named the fox Todd. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. She lived her life doing kind things for others and serving the poor. That's a good life. That's a very worthy life. But then she became very ill and died. After the disciples prepared her body for burial, they laid her in an upstairs room. When the believers heard that Peter was nearby in Lydda, uh, or Lydda, whoever said that, thank you, uh, they sent two men with um, an urgent message for him to come without delay. So Peter went with them back to Joppa, and upon arriving, they led him to the upper room. Another upper room story. Um, there were many we widows standing. Huh? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Um, the, uh, there were many widows standing next to Peter, 
weeping. Uh, one after the other showed him the tunics and garments that Tabitha had made to bless other people. What a cool thing. What a neat funeral. You know, I mean, can you imagine my funeral? And some people are like, look what Todd did. He made this for somebody. Or, you know, your funeral. Like, you know, I, I don't want to name any of your funerals. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's an awesome. I mean, serving and blessing people can give you a great funeral, right? Well, it gets greater here because... Here we go. Um, so they're showing him the tunics and things that she made for the poor. Help me, Lord, to find where I was. Uh, oh, Peter made them all leave the room. Thanks. That's nice. Get out. Uh, <laughs> then he knelt down and prayed. Um, turning to the dead body, he said, Tabitha, rise up. Once again, just saying, do it, you know. Uh, Tabitha, rise up. At once, she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers and the widows to come and see that she was alive. Not hat she was alive, but that she was alive. (laughs) The news spread all over the city of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord again. (laughs) Here's one of the things uh, that sticks out to me about this story is um, in, in any version you read, he didn't say, in the name of Jesus, get up. Um, now, let me just say that that's an awesome thing to do because it is in the name of Jesus that any of this takes place. But God has given us authority that we have him in us and we just have to say, do it. Be blessed. Go for it. You know, just get up. That goes, I, my voice isn't changing. I don't know what's happening. Um, uh, he just says, get up. Now, here's the deal, though. Peter, having just come to the Lord, you know, having, having just had this amazing encounter with the Lord, having that three days in the dark place with the Lord. Um, I'm sorry. Saul. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just messing up here. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm talking about Peter here. All right. Peter was so filled up with the Lord and so confident in his friendship with the Lord, even uh, with Jesus, that, uh, that, he, uh, that he didn't bat an eye. He just, he just said it. He just said it. Get up. Get up. This is the way Saul was, and this is the way Peter was, um, and this is the way you are. Okay? You, Elisha, this is the way you are because you have the Lord inside of you. Did you know that in Romans, uh, Romans 8, um, Romans eight eleven, it says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead exists inside of you. Now, in our circles, that's kind of a frequently said scripture. So a lot of times those scriptures become kind of cliche. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, that one. But do you ever stop and meditate on that? You could actually do that for a week or more. Really. I mean, can you imagine waking up in the morning and drinking that coffee and, um, and then saying, the power that made my Lord <laughs> come back and save humanity is inside of me right now, is, 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 is in here. It might give you a little more bravery for your day, right? And then day after day, you start believing that more and more and more until you walk over to a dead body and say, get up, right? 
That's what Peter did because he was very confident, you know, in the Lord. Um, I want to I want to say uh, this. There, um, there's there's no place in the Bible that says that Jesus did these miracles and then he was cutting it off for all eternity, right? Or for the future? Actually, no. Um, <laughs> in fact, in, in John fourteen twelve, you know, Jesus was saying, "My my friends are going to do some of the these things that I've done, but greater works than these." Oh my gosh, that's mind blowing. That's mind-blowing. He did some pretty cool stuff, you know. In fact, he did more stuff that's written down in the Bible, which is why we shouldn't say limit things, you know, like, well, God made money appear on my table, but that one wasn't in the Bible, so it must not be God, (laughs) right? We don't have a clue because there's actually a scripture also that says Jesus did so many things while he was here that a warehouse wouldn't contain all the stories, all right? Um, Yeah, um, and then he goes ahead and says that we're going to do greater works than him. We need miracles today, my friends. We need some miracles. We need a lot of miracles. But I want to say this. We don't just look at the big things and say we need, you know, like I need, I need a huge miracle in my finances because I have zero money and I've got all these bills tomorrow. Um, we need miracles in our own just little emotions at times, you know, just so we could approach somebody at work. Really, it's, it's called a miracle <laughs> when God starts to give us um, the bravery and when he starts to give us the confidence. There's all kinds of miracles. And, um, and I want to say that, that the, the, the miraculous is subjective. And I put here all kinds of people, you know, because, uh, because the poor need a certain kind of miracle. You know, they need a financial breakthrough. They, they might need a new house. I put the homeless up there. Um, might need a place to live. And then God would say, you know, like to Ann, where did Ann go? There you are. You know, hey, here's a place for you to live. You know, let's go. Um, but, but you can look at that miracle and say, that, now that's a miracle. But then somebody else, the rich, might need a miracle too. They might be working on a... On a, on a new project, you know, a new trying to take a business that's rejecting, but they feel like God's saying, no, nope, nope, that's yours. Let's go. And they press through and a miracle comes. There's the, these come in all forms for depending on what your situation is. And God is very able to come down to each one where you are and get that and help you with that. Um, I wanted to tell just a few personal stories. Um, yeah, that's that's actually mostly what I intended to do in the first place, but all my, like, all my side things. What was that? So, um, <laughs> I, want, I want to say again, celebrate these, celebrate miracles. It's going to bring more miracles. Celebrate Kanye West reco- releasing this album. Celebrate that lady's arm growing out and celebrate these things, you know. Um, celebrate them and then more will come. It's an avenue to bring more miracles, it's an avenue to open up the miraculous. Um, offense is also going to, you know, stop the flow of the miraculous. It just is. Um, it's like a fence. <laughs> Think of it that way. You know, like there it is over there on the other side of the fence. And I'm letting that fence stand in my way. No more offense. Let's get rid of that. 
I want to share a few of my own. I, I'm going to share some older ones. I want really fresh ones, you know. I, I don't want to always live on yesterday's, yesteryear's testimonies, but I've just got a few good ones that I know will help just kind of stir you up. Two of them with my own kids. And if I've shared this before, I'm sorry. I share in like three different groups, and I'm not sure, you know, the youth group, the college age group, and here. I don't know where I shared stuff, so you get to hear it again if I did. But our daughter, Sierra, um, when we lived in Missouri, uh, um, I, I, uh, Karina and I used to work together in this show. Yes, we sing and dance in a show. And, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, but after a while, I quit the show and took a different hour job, a job at different hours so that our kids wouldn't be with babysitters all the time. Um, so Karina was at work with at the show with a bunch of Christians. I was home with the kids. Sierra was, you know, this tall. And my kids love each other. They weren't fighting. In fact, I've never seen them fight, ever. I'm such a blessed dad. Oh, my gosh, they're best friends. Thank you, Jesus. That's a miracle. Um, (laughs) uh, But they were playing in the back room, right? And all of a sudden, I hear this scream come from Sierra. And it's that kind of scream that only a parent knows. This is not the normal type of scream. This is something different and very serious and painful and horrible. And all of a sudden, here comes Josiah <laughs> running into the kitchen where I was, I was starting to run back to where they were. And he's running in. He's holding a, an, a, a peeled back speaker wire. And he's like, I didn't mean to. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And here she comes blood gushing out of her eyeball. He had accidentally poked her in the eye with speaker wire. That's yucky, you know? Um, it was exposed speaker wire, not, not covered with plastic. It was, and um, it, there was blood literally coming out of her eye. She's screaming that scream, and I'm like, oh, wow, 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 wow. Panic did come, but I was listening to Kenneth Copeland a lot at the time, Okay who I ended up working for a few years later. And, um, and they, speak a lo- <clears throat> they speak a lot about um, confession, you know? And just, so I started confessing. She's healed. This is not going to be, you know? So I started getting her ready to go to the hospital. And um, I called Karina at work, and I said, um, Sierra, this happened. And Karina got some women that were around her to pray. And so I'm, I'm packing up. I'm, oh, my gosh. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All of a sudden, Karina stopped, or Sierra stops crying. And I look over, and there's not even blood anywhere. No blood. And she says, God was here. I'm healed. <laughs> yeah. I ain't lying. I'm not a liar. Okay. <laughs> Similar type of story with Josiah, my son. He was, also when he was a little kid, we were we were in the living room. Uh, us, Karina, and her her twin sister. If you don't know it, Karina has an identical twin sister. If she ever comes here, you're going to be confused. Um, uh, and she was with us, and um, Josiah was up on top of something, and he fell kind of far on his arm in a really horrible way that when he got up, that Sierra scream was now on Josiah, 
and that horrible shrieking scream, and you could see his broken arm. You could see it. You could see it so much that did, did your sister, did she barf or she was, okay, she was getting really nauseous or something, and yeah, oh, it was, it was you, okay. It was awful. It was terrible. And it was, it was broken bad, you know? And so here we go again. We're like, we're packing up to go to the hospital. And um, we're, the whole time we're like, this isn't even a broken arm. He's fixed in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is all over this arm. But we're going to the hospital, you know? Kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and, and to bed you go. <laughs> Did any, anyone else's parents say that to you at bedtime? You? Yeah. My dad was a pastor. He'd be like, Shadrach, Meshach, and to bed you go. Didn't make us want to go to bed, though. Anyway, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Abednego, they, they, um, you know, they're like, God is going to save us, but even if he doesn't, you know, and sure enough, they were thrown in the fire still. Um, Probably not what they had in mind, but he still did it. Same thing we were doing. We were like, we're going to the hospital, but she's healed, you know. Or she, you know, she's healed, but we're going to the hospital. Or he's healed. I'm talking about my son now. <laughs> Saul, Peter, Josiah, Sierra, come on. Uh, so, um, yeah. So um, we get in the car. We drove up to the emergency. There was a sign that said emergency patient parking. We parked in it. And I looked at the sign and said, that's not even us. But we're here. He's screaming his lungs out. It was horrible. It was nerve wracking, you know. And, um. The, uh, the nurses wouldn't even weigh him because he was so, it was just too much. It was, and they're like, this is a bad break. This is so bad. We're also not, you know, rolling in the dough at the time. And I'm like, how are we going to afford an emergency visit? I don't know. We didn't have great insurance. Oh, God, oh, God, we need your help. So they put us in a room to, to wait for the doctor. He's in there screaming, crying. We're like, in the name of Jesus, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed. All of a sudden... He says, God was here. I'm healed. And we were like, really? You know, <laughs> like, like we've been in faith this whole time, but really? All right. He goes, yeah, I'm healed. God touched me. And we're like, uh, okay. And we're like, oh, well, then let's get out of here before they bill us, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, we seriously, we're trying to get it. And the doctor comes in right then. He's like, well, we said, no, he's healed. God healed him. He's like, nope. The nurse told me it's, he's probably in shock. If he's, you know, he, he's, if he was really healed, he wouldn't be able to pick this bottle up. Josiah picks it up and puts it over his head in front of the doctor. And he goes, are you sure it was, you know, I'm like, no, test your nurses, you know? And so, um, yeah, we, we weren't billed. We, we went home. We're like, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Miracles all over the place. We ran. We ran a youth group here for years and years and years. We taught. We've always taught our teenagers to believe in um, in in the Lord's power and miracles. We used to ask the youth group every week, "Did you raise the dead this week or what?" You know, and. Um, which was fun because they got that ingrained them in them, and they came to our house one night when one of our rabbits died, and all the kids were like, let's pray life over that rabbit. And they were just holding this dead bunny, just praying, praying, praying. 
we didn't see it happen, but I was like, man, this is incredible faith. This is awesome. You know, we had a, we had a girl come with one full blind, blind eye to youth group one night, and our kids declared healing. She wasn't, she didn't believe in Jesus yet. That's right. Oh, that's right. And she started screaming because she could, she could see out of that eye now. And she's, she started cussing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. It's like, what the, you know, what? <sighs> by the way, don't be offended by stuff like that. Don't. I mean, if the world's going to get saved or healed or whatever, it, not everything is going to get cleaned up in a moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we would be so silly to be like, well, she just said a bad word, you know? No. <laughs> no, we got to rejoice. You know what I'm saying? Um, so many of these things. My grandpa, my grandpa who went on the road ministering for years and years and years, he, he, um, he was, he lo- he, every time he'd tell the story, he would start bawling his head off. And he was, he was preaching somewhere. And this little girl who had never walked before, she had no nothing. There was like skinny, skinniness going on with um, no meat, you know. And, and these, her parents had brought her, and she was in a wheelchair back there. And um, he just felt the power of God, and he's like, come here, baby, come here, honey. She gets up and starts running toward him, and, and as she is, everybody's seeing her legs get thicker and thicker and thicker. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, here's another cute thing. My, that same grandpa, you know, when I was a teenager, and I was learning about prophetic things, um, that's a whole long story in itself, but he started clearing up what's happening to me. He's like, oh, Toddy, that's the prophetic. Let me tell you. And, um, and I grew up in California. He was in Oklahoma, okay? He was like, Toddy, I want to teach you some more about the prophetic. This, and I loved my grandpa, okay? And we would write letters, and back in the day, we'd call when we could afford enough to call. I'm glad that's changed. Um, uh, but he told me, he t- I saw him one summer in Oklahoma. He goes, Toddy, this whole next year, let's not talk to each other. And I went, what? He goes, let's not write any letters. Let's not call, but let's communicate in the spirit. I went, what? He said, yeah, I want you to journal down some things. And when you're praying for certain things or if certain things happen, and let's compare notes in a year. Oh. And we did. And oh, my gosh, the parallels. There was a day I got in a car accident. I, a, a, guy, a guy on a motorcycle hit me. And, um, and uh, I, I saw his, I, he didn't know that. And I saw what he wrote in his journal on that same day about saving me from the car accident and all this stuff. Yeah. I went through a rebellious little thing mm, that nobody knew about. But Grandpa... Wrote it down. It's true. I mean, we, you know, we got to that, and I was like, oh, oh boy, God, you know. <laughs> I am telling you those stories to say, and that's just, that's just like a teeny tiny bit of stories that are happening since Jesus went back to prepare a place for us, okay? Millions of stories all over the planet especially in other countries like Africa, um, 
which we've seen already there. And uh, I love, I love talking to my Ugandan friends, Pastor Fred, you know, who comes here from Uganda. We were sitting at a table once talking about some stuff that we had witnessed happening at the camp we go minister to there, the teenage camp. And um, I was like, man, we don't see much of this where we live, you know. And he's like, that's because America is so comfortable. He goes, you guys have so much comfort that you don't need all this. So you think. I'm like, oh, wow, an African is telling me this, you know. Um, Yeah, that's why, by the way, it says in Matthew for us to be poor in spirit. That's not a pathetic thing. That's not, that doesn't mean be poor. Jesus is saying, be poor in spirit, meaning if you, if you study that, it, it's saying, be desperate for God. Be in a place where you need to lean into him. That's what that means, you know? And that's why people in some, some third world countries are experiencing a lot more miracles, and it's more commonplace than it is here. Here you have to convince Christians, yeah, God still is working, you know? And there they're like, yeah. <laughs> Duh. I mean, you know. Um, so I just wanted to encourage you with that. You guys, um, here's, here's, here's one of the last things I want to say. You know, back to that place in John 14, 12, um, where he said, greater works will you do, right? And then Romans 8, 11, where he says, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of Matthew, Right? Inside of all of us. And by the way, if you're in here and you're thinking, well, I mean, but I did this and God knows and he's not going to move through me. Get rid of that. Just get rid of it. You know, your timeline is quite different than his. Trust me. And he is looking at the person you are who said, yes, I want you, God. And he said, okay, here you go. Here's me inside of you. Right? Yeah. You might have to clean some stuff up so you can see clearly enough. Right? Right? To do these things. But, um, yeah, the miracle worker lives inside of you. You yourself are a miracle. I mean, think about the sperm, the egg, that weird thing that goes on. How? How? Right? I mean, you're a miracle. You're not a mistake. You're a miracle. You are. Life like this is a miracle. And we have God breathing life into us. You are a miracle. Did anybody, when you were a kid at, at vacation Bible school, sing, I'm a miracle just to know that God is with me wherever I go? It's a mi- Okay, shoot. <laughs> <clears throat> You're a miracle. Um, go be a miracle for someone. Okay, go be a miracle for someone. I had actually a lot more stories I was going to tell you. But... Um, uh, 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 no, well, more, well, it's, it's 8.30, but, um, okay, well, go be a miracle, and you need this, you need this to do it. Just get boldness, get confidence, I'm going to pray this over you in a minute. Let me just tell you this, okay, I, I've told several stories in here about things that happened to me at the gym. It's interesting, I, the most of the, the, the crazy encounters I'm having with people happen at the gym. I almost didn't join a gym because gyms are intimidating to me, you know? And I've judged people at the gym because I think they're judging me, <laughs> right? Like, I'm the wimpy one. All these buff people are in here, and they're staring at me, watching me do this thing, and they think I'm doing it wrong. Therefore, I don't want to be here, right? How arrogant of me to think that everyone's watching me. But uh, um, 
and so it's interesting. I get boldness to be there. And I'm like, whatever. And then now God's having all these encounters happen at the gym all the time. Um, so I've told you many, many, many of them. Unfortunately, a lot of them happened in the hot tub, and I'm embarrassed to tell you that I even got in the hot tub. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross, but it feels good after you work. It really just does. I don't care. I know there's people sitting in it, but those are the very people that we've had some experiences with, right? Um, but recently, uh, <laughs> recently I was having um, a day where um, I, was, I was having a hard time. I was really having a hard time. My, um, uh, let me just, let me backtrack. A few days prior, I had visited a a good friend of mine who actually is part of this church who, who hasn't been here for a while because he's been in the hospital. He's, he's gone through a horrific, horrible thing and, um, in his body and it's been awful. And, um, and, uh, he's got a praying wife, you know, and they're just believing God still, but it's hard. It's been hard for him. So I had visited him. And um, spent a few hours with him. Um, and so a few days later, here I am at the gym. <clears throat> but I'm just like, I'm, I'm navel-gazing. You ever hear that? You know, I'm like, woe is me. This is happening. I don't have this. And this is not going right. And, you know, um, I've had some, some, some hard things lately. But um, I, was, I was concentrating on, on, on him at that day. So I'm leaving the gym, right? And... Um, I'm leaving the gym. I'm walking out of that nasty men's bathroom. And, um, and, and my shoulders actually kind of bump into this dude, right? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and then I walk past him and get in my car. Um, then I go to the place that Brent told everyone last week that I would be at, which is specialties. Um, I, I go there <laughs> to work on my computer. Um, another home away from home. Uh, and uh, I get to specialties. I'm, I'm in the parking lot, not going in yet, because I'm actually like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, God, help me, oh, God, help me. And um, so I get out of my car, and that dude that I bumped into was getting out of his car also at specialties, right? And I look at him like, oh, hey, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I go in. I'm sitting at the table. Um, drinking my green iced tea. The whole staff at specialties, they walk in, they're like, green iced tea, right? And, um, huh? They give it to me for free all the time. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm sitting in this table, and that dude sits where, right where I could see him, right? And, um, and so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm like, God, God, please help me, help God, please help me. And, um, and then at one point, I look over at that guy, and all of a sudden, he really reminds me of my friend that I had been with a couple days prior. I'm like, oh, he looks like him, kind of. And it sparked something in me. Pray for Steve. Pray for Steve. My friend Steve. Pray for Steve. Oh, yeah. Get my mind off myself and pray for Steve. I'm praying for Steve. I'm praying for Steve. Like, you know? And, I'm, and all of a sudden, fire comes over me. I'm, I'm teary. If you know me well, I get teary quite a bit. But... um. I, I, I'm just, uh, and after I'm praying for Steve for a while, I'm finished thinking about myself. Like it left, you know, ah, I went back to some of my work. I kept looking at that guy. I'm like, oh, something neat about that guy. Maybe just cause he looks like Steve, you know, after a while, um, I'm leaving. He's sitting next to the trash can where I'm throwing away my green tea cup. And, uh, and I'm going out the door and I'm like, Oh gosh, God, why am I doing this? I backtrack. 
And I go over to the guy. I'm like, hey, can I tell you something interesting? Not knowing if he thinks I'm picking up on him, if, if he's going to punch me. I mean, who knows what he's thinking? And um, yeah, and, um, and he goes, yeah. Uh, I, I said, you know, I, interesting, but I said, I'm, I'm actually going through some hard things right now, which I would not, I don't even tell my friends that. I don't, I don't, I don't normally tell my own friends that. And, um, and I'm telling a perfect stranger. And I said, I said, but I was, I was really concentrating on all that stuff. And then something about you reminded me of this friend got me thinking about him. And then I, and I dared said it and praying for him too, you know? And, um, and he goes, huh. And I said, I don't know. I just thought I'd tell you that it's kind of neat. You know, it's, I felt like God used you to get my eyes off my own problems and, and pray for someone else. I said, anyway, okay. He goes, hey, can you sit down? I said, okay. He goes, I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm like, he starts power praying for me. As though he goes to Blazing Fire Church or something. And then he, and he's praying for me, and I'm like, weepy. He's prophesying. He's, he's getting stuff, too. He's praying about what, what the stuff. Like, he's, he's getting it, you know. And then he's like, what's your friend's name? I said, Steve. And he's like, let's pray for Steve. You know, <laughs> so we start praying for Steve. I'm a complete mess in front of this perfect buff stranger. And um, yeah, he's older than me, but he's, he was like, and um, come to find out he's an, he's an instructor at a gym and um, not the gym that I don't understand why he was at the gym because it's another gym. But anyway, um, but yeah, um, we had this incredible encounter. We've actually since met up for coffee and had an amazing time. Yeah, we're good friends now. And um, I called Steve and his wife gets on the phone, Steve and his wife and Bernie. And um, they're like, what? What happened? Yes. And she, she starts praying out. He's like, I feel so good. I feel so light coming in me, you know, because of that encounter. All just, that's a miracle. Don't you think so? It's a miracle. I wanted to say that kind of thing, too, because it's not like a, ha, you know, broken arm, healed on the spot type of miracle. That's just, that's a different type of thing. We need a lot of miracles, you know. Um, so it's, uh, it's time, but I'm going to pray boldness, confidence over you. I have about another hour's worth of things to say. Jesus, give it to him. <laughs> um, holy, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your boldness coming into us. I just want to ask you, God, baptize our hearts with fire. Baptize our hearts with fire. We really need it. You are a fire, so we want you to baptize our hearts with you. Thank you, God. Thank you for boldness. Thank you for helping us remember when we're out in public or when we're in private that you're a miracle-working God. You're a miracle-working God. Thank you that that one song is so popular right now that says you're a miracle-working God. Thank you, God. You are, and you do these things now because you're God, of course. But you're longing, I know, to do more of it through us. You want us to believe. You want us to be more confident about this. Thank you for the boldness, for the fire on us, God, to do these exploits of yours, God, these great works. Thank you, God. I, I thank you so much, Father, that, um, that every single person in here, even the one doubting that this is for them, will get this, God, and that they will... Uh, this week, have many encounters that they'll open, have open eyes and recognize this is actually the miraculous. Yeah. 
This is actually the miraculous happening in my life right now and flowing out through me. Holy, 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 let this be. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wherever God steps, which is everywhere, there is a miracle. Thank you, God. I'm going to say one more thing on a slide I had prior to this while we're standing here in this. I had on that where it said different types of people and different types of miracles. I put God himself on there. I don't know if you noticed that. The reason I put that there is because for him, these aren't miracles. It's just him. (laughs) It's just his constant, right? I mean, it's just him breathing is what we call the supernatural. So it's on a different level for him too. Yet we get to have him right inside of us. It can get that way for us too. So thank you, thank you, thank you for this truth, God. Thank you for your miracles. Thank you for showing us things in this awesome chapter that we've been going through. And I ask, God, that this will stick with all of us, God, that we'll think about it on the bed. Our hearts will think about it when we're asleep, when our hearts are dancing with you. I thank you, Father, that we'll wake up in a miraculous mindset. Holy. I thank you for miracles that are needed and fulfilled in this room. Thank you, God. Yeah, thank you, in the name of Jesus. Oh, man, thank you. Huh? No, no, don't stay here if you want, yeah. But, no, right, right, I, I'm, uh, I know we're going to, I'm sure we'll have prayer teams and things in case you need a miracle, but before we leave this, what you just said, Todd, about um, God, for miraculous, this is the way I heard it, maybe not the way you said it, but that for God, miraculous is just him breathing. And, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just got so happy uh, because he breathes in us, you know. So, so I just want you one more time to pray because I believe I was alluding to it earlier. These, these encounters are coming your way. They're going to come right in front of you. Sometimes, like Todd explained with his kids, it's, it's disasters that we would rather not be part of, but all of a sudden we're there in it. Other times it's going to be us stepping into something because it's right there in front of us. And, and so I'm just praying right now, or, or no, I'm, I am praying for you, but I'm asking you if you want this to say, God, breathe your miracles through me. Breathe your miracles. Just tell him, breathe your miracles through me. I, I'm ready. And, and we may not all be like super ready, but just tell him I'm ready, meaning he'll start training you. He'll start putting you in places. It doesn't mean you'll always take, take him up on it, but then he'll teach you through that and say, okay, next time, this is what I want you to do. You guys, we're, we're coming into a new place. This is a new time. And the miracles are breathing through us. It's time for the miraculous. So, Father, we agree with you. And we say that we are your temples that, that, uh, of your glory, of your presence, and you're breathing your miracles through us. So, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you for taking us to this place. In Jesus' name. <laughs>